0: Welcome back to another edition of the Educational AD Podcast. We couldn't do these without the incredible support of our sponsors, and we want to start by saying thank you to all of them. First, thanks to our diamond sponsor, Varsity Brands, including VSN, Varsity Spirit, and Herff Jones. Varsity Brands, elevating student experiences in sport, spirit, and achievement. We also want to say thank you to our platinum sponsors, including Ephesus Lighting, innovating a brighter future at every level. Gilman Gear, always a step ahead. Camp Mobile, where teams communicate better. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing vital signs bring student achievements to life and gipper sports graphics made incredibly simple thanks to all of our great sponsors welcome back everyone to another edition of the educational ad podcast our guest today is marion house marion is a certified athletic administrator And she's the Assistant AD and Activities Director for the Nixa Public Schools in Nixa, Missouri. Marion, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you. I'm glad to be here.
0: Well, we're glad to have you. Uh, Always great to hear from uh, the Midwest, find out what's going on. Well, as you know, uh, it's a busy time for athletic directors, so we're going to jump right into it. Uh, We always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So. Tell us a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, where you went to school and college, and and maybe how uh, your love of sports uh, led to that first teaching and coaching job.
1: Very good, yes. I was uh, born in Kansas City, Missouri, and uh, I started school in Lawson, Missouri, just a small town north of, uh, of, you know, Kansas City, and really enjoyed my time there, but I I went to school. It sounds kind of strange, but I went to school for PE and for recess because oh, I love, <laughs> I love to play. I love to, uh, to uh, just anything to do with athletics. That's, that's what I did. Um, I'm the middle of, of three kids and uh, uh, my mom and dad were always very encouraging to me. Uh, they always made sure that they got me in the softball uh, leagues or whatever at a very young age. And uh Rode motorcycles. Started the moment I could get the the um, the wheels off my bike. Then I was right on a motorcycle, and and I felt like that was you know every Sunday we were at the races and with my dad and and my mom and and it was a lot of fun. So that's just kind of the the beginning of my love for all sports. And then I just remember um, learning how to to do my first layup in like fourth grade with the PE ball or PE. Uh, kickball, you know, and, and Coach Luttrell in, in uh, Lawson, Missouri, teaching me that, and that was just like a light bulb of, this is awesome, and I'm going to continue, you know, to go to school. I, of course, go to school, but, you know, the, the PE teachers were always very influential in my life, so moved to Eldon, Missouri, about the middle of my sixth grade year, and had the opportunity to have uh, my middle school PE teacher, is uh, Ann Golshin, back then it was Ann Luchdemeyer, and she was she's pivotal in my life as far as uh how she encouraged us and uh i wanted to be like her when i you know went to college and and uh so yes i it was it was a great um time all through junior high and high school i was a three sport athlete volleyball basketball and track um as part of student council Um, it was just always so busy. I was in, in the band up to my senior year, which wow. I felt like that is super important to be, you know, through the co-curricular um, things that we're able to do through, through school. But that, that is, I felt like really gave me that good background, had an opportunity to go in and uh, to go into Missouri Southern state, Uni- state university now and uh, played volleyball. Uh, Pat Lapira was an awesome Awesome teacher and coach, uh, professor. And uh, so had a chance to play college volleyball, had an opportunity to be a student assistant uh, my half of a year finishing up my degree um, at Missouri Southern. And then I had an opportunity to uh, start teaching at Ava, Missouri, which is a very small town. Yep. Um, learned a lot there, had an opportunity to be the head volleyball, assistant basketball and head track coaches, and, and uh, that was my life, and everything that I had growing up, I wanted to give back to, to the students, and uh, I, I feel like I was able to do that. I made a lot of uh, uh, great friends there. Larry Sylvie is the uh, AD there, or the, the former AD, and he, he was very influential. What a great mentor I had, and Ann Leonard uh, was a middle school PE teacher and, and coach, and uh, valuable lessons. Had the opportunity to move on. Uh, married my husband 21 years ago. Uh, had a chance to meet him when I was getting my educational administration uh, degree and uh, at Missouri State and uh, had an opportunity to meet him and ended up moving to Nixon, Missouri, where I've been for the last 21 years. So I've only been in two schools, but I feel like both schools were you know, an awesome place for me to be and I just I kind of feel like that was my calling, so.
0: I really appreciate you sharing uh, you know those mentors. They're just so critical for all of us uh, the, the high school teachers and coaches, and then you know for those of us that went on and, and competed collegiately, uh, they just you know I, I use the expression, you know I hear their voice in the things that I say, you know every day when I'm working with kids or coaches. Uh, also, um, you know, for our listeners, we were sharing uh, before we started. Uh, I spent some time, just a few years in Missouri, coaching collegiately, and so all those small towns that Marion was mentioning, you know, I've I've driven through and sometimes stopped in those towns. So a, a great little flashback for me. Um, Marion, talk about the transition from teacher coach to athletic director, and you know, maybe how that happened and maybe uh, uh some of the uh surprises or exciting things that uh you know you've got to experience as an ad
1: sure um when i was in ava uh being that varsity level coach at the high school you know that that was what i needed at that time and then after meeting my my husband um and we knew we wanted to start a family um, that's when i came to nixa and i was able to be that middle school you know volleyball coach and, and track coach and uh Uh, just bring things to the junior high level and actually treat it like the varsity teams that I coached and just bring that to the junior high. And I mean, that's one of those things that, that I uh, often will say in our AD meetings and things that it's like a dirty word to say, it's just junior high, because in my opinion, and all the people that I work with, you know, the junior high is, is that stepping stone that's so important. Um, But had an opportunity to start teaching in in Nixa, and I had just finished up my master's degree and then I had an opportunity to uh, start working in as a at at the beginning an AD just you know four hours a day or you know it's just a stipend situation and and all of a sudden then they needed the assistant principal so I had actually served in that role uh, for several years as the girls assistant principal for our school and uh, also, the athletic director and activities director for the for the junior high um, had the opportunity uh, through a wonderful superintendent, Dr. Stephen Klein Smith. He was always so so good to be that that forward thinker and uh, having some great ideas uh, come and talk to you and say, "Hey, these are the things I think that you should try to do," and get us out there in those uh, situations. And then in public, he would say. Wasn't that awesome? Marion House did all of this, and it was actually, you know, he 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 is the the brainchild of a lot of these things. But um, had the opportunity to move full time into administration, and uh, with that, it was it was difficult because I had the assistant principal, and that was the have to, you know, that moment, you know, deal with the discipline and the and the students and uh, parents. But then I was able to do my athletic director and activities directors. Uh, job probably more in the evenings at night. So when I had the opportunity, um, Brandon Clark and I, Brandon Clark is our uh, AD for the district. I'm his assistant. Uh, We had the opportunity uh, to start presenting. How about a middle school assistant? athletic director and the assistant to the high school so that's what I has actually moved I was able to be moved into where I'm not the assistant principal anymore I still supervise t- uh, teachers but I just have had that opportunity to finally just be an athletic and activities director for the last uh, three years and let me tell you that's it's like living a dream you know that's if I wasn't being the athletic and activities director um, and just being a PE teacher, I think that would be very difficult because athletics has always been such a big part of my life. And, and uh, it's just like, I've never come to work any day and thought, oh, I have to go to work. I've loved every moment of it. So pl- plan on doing, doing this until I, I have those moments of, you know, maybe it's time to move on. But at this particular time, uh, 28th year in education, I still love what I do every day, having a chance to, to deal with our, the students And uh, the coaches and the activities. And so it's been wonderful.
0: You know, I think it's so great that, um, you know, you talked about from the coaching standpoint, coach the middle school or the junior high like a varsity program. And then now, you know, that's your primary oversight. Uh, I think if you look at those programs at the varsity level that are successful year after year after year, very often there's somebody down at that middle school program, whatever the sport that's been coaching, you know, 15, 20, even 30 years. And they just keep cranking out those fundamentally developed kids that know how to compete. They know how to play. And uh, I, I think the varsity coaches and programs that understand that uh, are just so far ahead of the game. And, uh, you know, for me, I, I'm excited. My career, I, I started as a middle school teacher, middle school coach, and, you know, I, I love that age group. And uh, now I'm, I'm fortunate enough to be a part of the middle school, uh, LTI course uh, as well, so uh, good for you. Um, Let's talk a little bit about COVID. Uh, We've certainly seen its impact uh, starting last spring and and continuing this year, and we've seen a variety of responses. Um, Some states, it's business as usual. Uh, Others, you know, have completely uh, canceled seasons or moved seasons around. Uh, In my own state of Florida, uh, we delayed for a week, excuse me, a month, And um, now we're, you know, some schools have restarted, uh, you know, my school, we're in week uh, eight academically, you know, week four for football, Uh, but there's still schools in other parts of the state that are just now getting back on campus. So we, we know the response is different. So my question is, what's happening right now in Missouri? What's happening in your school district with regards to return to school as well as return to play?
1: We, uh, Brandon Clark and I have worked very close with uh, with the Missouri State High School Activities and Athletic Association and that and with the Southwest Missouri uh, Activities and Athletic Directors. We would Zoom practically once a week uh, through the COVID time. Um, it was decided for our state that if, depending upon your local um, region, if you are, if your town and if your city uh, is able to uh, you know, be able to come back and, and, and go to school and, and not have those restrictions, then as a school district, then we had that opportunity to make our own choice. Um, so we actually had, uh, the moment that school was actually officially out, because we went on spring break just like everyone else and did not get to come back. And so the moment that school was actually out, we were at a place where we were with, uh, with careful planning we were able to uh, start the workouts with our students again, we would only bring in so many students at a time we would take temperatures we would we were masking we were uh, being very uh, deliberate with knowing who is in what group so that way if we did have the quarantine, um, we already had those those plans uh, in place and we already knew exactly who had uh, for that cross you know for that that tracing element but so we, we've actually been working out all summer, again, very, you know, very dedicated to making sure that we have that plan and we all followed it. Um, so now we are in, we, we started our, our sports on time. Um, our school was able to come back. Uh, we could either go virtually or you were able to go to, uh, you know, be able to come in. And, and I feel like as a district, we've done a, a great job. Sticking together and uh, everybody having that plan and and the school board trusting us enough to 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 implement that plan every day and it's like the new un- unfortunate normal with, with covid um, we, you know, if you get on a bus, we know what seat you sat in, and we do our best to social distance. And uh, when we travel to our athletic events, but that—that's something that we've been able to play. And actually, this—this this is the very first game for us as a junior high. Um, our eighth-grade football team is going to uh, have to wait this week and not play because the team that we were going to be playing um, is not able to play at the moment. So we just pushed that to the end of our schedule, and so. At this moment, knock on wood, every day that we have the opportunity to play, we feel like it is a success. And uh, so that that's pretty much how we've really pushed through. Uh, we actually, as a school, bought foggers, and that's how we fog our equipment uh, when the kids are finished uh, with practices and so on. We actually um, even bought a great big uh, ultraviolet ray. Uh, it's something that's like new technology. We're actually on the on the news about it. Uh, we we rolled this ultraviolet um, uh, contraption into a classroom that maybe would have been, you know, had had a problem with somebody being sick in it, and it would flash lights for 15 minutes, and that's supposed to completely kill any COVID or anything else that possibly would have been in that classroom. So, um, again, as a district, I I feel like we work together with our uh, with our conference and uh, with our state, and so we're able to to do a lot. It's not business as usual. It's business as the, you know, the unfortunate new usual with COVID. So.
0: Well, again, continued uh, good luck, you know, as you, uh, you know, get into your season. And, uh, you know, your comment there about the foggers and the ultraviolet light, you know, that kind of leads me into my next question. That's a great uh, CMAA project. Uh, So I want you to- I want you to share with uh, our listeners you know, your journey with uh, your state association and with the NIAAA and, and maybe talk about um, not just the end product certification but the, the journey you know the LTI courses and, and how those uh, you know may have helped you uh, do your job better.
1: Absolutely, and I felt like that that's been very important um, i 've always enjoyed going to the NIAAA uh, conferences, our state conferences. Um, we would, we would go, several people from our conference would also go and we always felt like that was wonderful because then we would be able to network even more and, and bring those ideas back. But um, very early in my career as an athletic and activities director, uh, I started going to the, to the MIAAA conferences and it started in the LTI classes as well. And that, that was important because I wanted to, I had an opportunity to go back and get my specialist at Lindenwood but I also wanted to have my CAA. And so took all the classes, learned a lot. Um, Our school was very supportive of of myself and and, uh, Brandon Clark, uh, the district AD. We worked together, we would take the same classes and then we were able to bring that information back to our school and to our conference. Um, and, And that's been very important. So we have our CAA and we are just a step away from our CMAA. So we we continued I mean you know in in the new world of virtual classes uh, doing things online that's been wonderful breaking it up into two, two different days. I think that's a, a great way uh, for the for the niaaa to to continue uh, with the classes but I actually this last year I was uh, fortunate to be asked to be on the fifth strategic planning committee um, for the niaAA um, I was very honored to be asked and um so, I had that chance uh, this last year to go to Indiana, and we uh, networked and brought up a plan you know put put together our strategic plan and then when we went to our national conferences last year then we we met again and, and just finished some things up uh, just making sure that we had our plan as as we want bis that'll actually start in twenty twenty one
0: yeah that's uh i i'm glad you shared that um you know as for our younger ad's you know you need to you know first get involved at your local level and then the state and you know if you want to there's a there's a committee out there on at the niaaa for you to get involved with i was fortunate enough to be uh, asked to get involved with certification uh, many years ago and uh, you know now um, this coming december i'll be rolling off that committee but It's just been a great experience. So uh, uh, as uh, Marion said, you know, get involved and uh, uh, give back to the organizations that uh, have helped you grow. Uh, Let's lighten things up a little bit. Um, I ask our ADs, what's your favorite part of the job? And of course, you know, we all say, you know, uh, seeing the kids and the relationships with the kids, as it should be. But uh, beyond that, um, what are some of your favorite aspects of being the athletic director at Nixa? What gets you excited about? coming to school each day?
1: Just working so hard with our coaches to make it a good uh, experience for our kids. You know, um, that that is something that, like you said, that it's, it's cliche to say, yes, it's all about the students. It is absolutely about the students. And I, I want to be that light every time somebody walks through the door, uh, even if I, I'm not even really feeling it at that morning, I'm still going to say good morning, I'm so good to see you. And I think that that's super important. And I think that that is um, something I feel like I can give back to kids, you know, through COVID, it was so hard because the kids aren't coming to school or if they have to just be virtual. And I just know how important school is and how some students that might be the only, you know, love that they're being shown, you know, by a teacher saying, hey, you know, we're so glad to see you and, you know, here's your lunch and and being able to eat. And I know that that that's very tough for students right now. And I think that that is super important for me uh, just to continue that interaction. As far as uh, being in the position that I'm in and being uh, able to attend all the activities that I have um, been able to, to attend, I think that that's also important. And I hope that students can see how involved I am with school and, and how involved I am in their life and hopefully be able to give that back uh, in whatever way that, that, that they choose you know, in, their, in their career. Uh, I want them to, to look back and think, you know, she, she really cared about me. And, and even just that, that one simple word of saying, wow, you know, that, you know just walking by lunch, lunch duty and seeing somebody that's drawn a really neat picture, you can say, wow, you are a talented artist and I, yeah, you could really go places. That might be the, the light bulb that student needed, to, that encouragement to, for them to go on and, and to, you know, maybe pursue that.
0: Oh, absolutely. You know, uh, you know, when you build that kid up, you know, their smile back at you or their thank you, that builds you up. Uh, I think yeah. that's, you know, one of the best things about our job is you know, I, I don't think there's another profession that allows the number of uh, interactions that we get uh, each day, so... Great stuff. Um, Marion, um, you've been at Nixon now for a few years. Um, mm-hmm. What's something that, you know, that you have at your school that you feel you guys really knock it out of the park, that you're you're the best in Missouri at doing this one thing? Uh, it might be with kids or coaches or teams or parents or, or something. But, you know, what's something that you're particularly proud of, of with your program?
1: I feel probably the most proud uh, because we are so well-rounded it's not just about athletics you know we have a a very um, competitive band and choir Um, our debate team at the high school has uh, made it to the national level I mean as a whole all of the extracurricular and co-curricular activities I I just think that the the emerging uh, uh, sports and activities Our, our fishing team we had a Actually, my son and his partner were able to to qualify for the national uh, tournament, and and it's just it's not just about the sports; it's about the entire focus on the whole student. It's not just being, you know, a basketball player. Are you going to be in the band? Are you going to be in the choir? Are you going to put uh, uh, put a, put a uh, an art project in? You know, for for competitions and try to move on through the district and state. And so just being well-rounded, I feel like that, and I hope that our coaches and our parents and, and uh, our kids feel the same way that we support everything about our school. And I I think that sometimes you can you can go to a school and then they might just have a really good athletic program or band or, or whatever. As a whole, I think that we have a great group of coaches and directors that all work together for that one cause, you know, that one common goal of being the best that we can be for our, our community and for our students. All
0: right. No, and I, again, I just think that's so important to share and frequently schools like yours that are well-rounded, oh, by the way, they have some pretty darn good teams too. So uh, it's, it's not, it's kind of a byproduct of doing things the right way. Well, Marion, I appreciate you sharing all this uh, great information, but we're not done yet. Uh, We always like to wrap up with what we call the athletic director's toolbox. I've already mentioned you are an experienced uh, athletic director, but now I'm going to challenge you with sending out a brand new AD on their very first job. But I'm only going to let you put three things in their toolbox, what three items Are going to go in Marion's athletic director toolbox?
1: I think the first would be um, so many times as athletic directors, we want to be in control of everything. And I think that working as a team and being able to delegate all the different roles that we have, all the different responsibilities, you know, we have wonderful coaches and Assistants and and directors and I feel like that rather than be that one person that has to have control of everything, you have to be able to trust the people that you work with. You have to be able to uh, to uh, uh, delegate and let those people within your organization feel. I mean, there's value in when, whenever you are given a, a job and you're able to to be trusted enough that you know the as an AD, we, we want you to go out and 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 share in that whole big responsibility. Um, so many times at the beginning when I was uh, just starting, I felt like I had to be everywhere. I had, well, I am, I try to be everywhere, but I didn't feel like anybody else could do it like I can do it, but I've learned to trust. I've learned to, uh, th- there's so much power in working with other people, you know, for that that one common goal. So that's the first. The second, it's uh, how to explain it is you need to be present, not just every day at school. When I say present, I mean focusing on not just the, the task at hand, or I've got to you know, get ready for this game, or I have to get this schedule done. Have an opportunity when your coaches come in that door, and your directors come in that door for your office, that you are able to sit down and have that conversation and be real. Um, so many times I think that because our job is so busy, it's almost like, I think, you know, I remember the conversation we had, but you know, it's such a blurb as I have this to do and this to do. We need to be able to get to know our coaches. We need to be able to be supportive as a family. Because um, your school family, I mean, when you go home to your own family, that, that's super important to be able to, to be present there too. Uh, I can say at the very beginning because I, my my boys are, are 18 and, and 16 now and my husband has been very supportive but I know that there are often times that I wasn't able to be present because I was at a, a school function. So I have as time has gone on I've seen the importance of when I'm home I'm present. I am in the moment with my kids. I'm not going to to be um, preoccupied with whatever might be going on at school at that particular time. I try to try to be there. I wish I would have been more when they were, when they were little. And uh, that's something that I think is very important. Uh, The school can go on without you, but your family, you know, that that's where it's at. So, and then I think um, the last would be integrity, always being able to do the best you can. So your, at the end of the day, you're gonna know that you've always put the kids first, their safety first at school, um, that, that you're doing the best that you can to be able to help them grow as an individual, to be a, a good productive citizen. Um, be, be quick just to listen and slow to answer. You know, If you have an upset person, an upset parent come in, let them talk to you. Don't feel like you have to have the answer every you know, second or interrupting. Being a good listener and letting them get that off their chest, I think, is super important. And uh, uh, I think that way when people leave, they might be upset, but at the same sense, they might be able to leave thinking, I've, I was heard, and we might have to agree to disagree. But I at least, you know, I would hope that they would feel like I was uh, treating whatever situation we might have to to be in if it was a difficult one. Fair. So...
0: Well, I that's some great stuff. Uh, I really love your last one. Uh, I loved them all, but uh, you know, that last one, just listening. Um, you know, it took me a long time to learn, you know, many times, you know, parents. Th- there is no answer. Uh they just need to vent. They just need to get mm-hmm. something out. And if you can just listen and and let them leave your office, well, okay, at least they listen to me. Uh, that's the win if you're looking for right. a win. So uh thanks so much for sharing. Marion, uh, this has been great. Thank you so much for being a guest today on uh, our podcast.
1: Thank you very much. I really appreciate the the opportunity.
0: Well, hopefully uh, our paths will cross uh, down the road. I know we're not going to have a a conference in Tampa this year, but, uh, you know, maybe next year in Denver. Um, Very good. As I mentioned, continued success in Missouri. And to our listeners, thank you uh, for tuning in. Come back again next time for another edition of the Educational AD. Thanks again for listening. Remember, the Zoom recording of this interview is available on YouTube under the Educational AD FIAA YouTube channel.